Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Thanks for the amazing support we receive from our listeners and sponsors. Questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. Do not forget to listen to the two other podcasts we have on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com and follow us on all of our social media platforms for updates and news. Honored to have this guest on the podcast today as I get to speak with co-founder and vice president of the very important and impactful Morgan's Message, Aberly Rogers. Make sure to go to Morgan's Message website, morgansmessage.org, and engage with all of the great things that they are doing. Let's welcome Aberly Rogers. Um, I'm recording right now. Thank you for doing this. Uh, I know that I've been talking to Gary and Donna since a student, um, a former student of mine, kind of brought you guys into uh, a discussion with my classes that I've started at Virginia Commonwealth. And ever since I started speaking with both of them, I've been wanting to get somebody from um, Morgan's message, by the way. Mm. You have a, a sticker. That's awesome. I got it. At, well, yeah, I got it at a uh, at a VC. I think it was a VCU basketball game. I can't remember which which uh, event it was. Um, but I've been wanting to get you somebody on because I do think what you guys do is really so important. And you know, like doing research and and knowing what you do, but like realizing how many universities you work with. Um, how many high schools you work with and the, just the, the reach that you guys um, I think are accomplishing. And even I know, you know, again, like, because I teach here at, at VCU, um, I know you guys have done, uh, I don't want to say events, but stuff here um, mm-hmm. and continue to do stuff. And, and I guess, you know, like I, I definitely want to get into the reason why this, this has come about, what you guys are doing, what you guys have, um, in the future, um, and, and really your background and, and your sister, twin sister's background as well. Um, because again, I just think what, what you guys are doing is really, really important, impactful. Um, you know, it's unfortunate we have to do stuff like this. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but it, you know, I think, you know, I have a lot of former professional athletes on, on the podcast that, you know, are also artists that we talk about mental health. And I think the one, the one thing that I think is really great is finally people are starting to talk about it, um, without kind of the stigma, without, um, fear of whatever. Um, and so I think, you know, like you guys have definitely, I think helped with that, as well as, you know, these athletes, I think when athletes start talking about it, for some reason, it makes it okay, if that makes sense. So that was a weird opening. Sorry. 
I just randomly talk all the time. So, but thank you again for doing this. I, like I said, I've been like, from talking to Gary and, and, um, Donna, um, is Donna your mom? Yes. Then, okay. Yes. Okay. And Gary's my uncle. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I'm thrilled to be able to talk to you about this again. Yes. It's sad that it's something that needs to be talked about. So f like frequently, I guess, like, or the urgency of like, yes, it's okay to talk about it. Like we have to talk about it yep. so that, you know, more Morgans don't have to experience stuff like that. So. No. And it, it, like, I, even in the last two months, there's been, um, at Stanford, was it Stanford and then JMU? Katie Myers at Stanford. There's yeah. been at least five that I know of. Yep. But again, there's probably way more that just don't, they don't go reported. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, I don't know. Like it's, it's, um, I was a student athlete and I like understood, or I now understand like the, the stress of, of being, I mean, it's, it's hard just to be in school, let alone being a student athlete, but there is that extra added stress. And then you have the outside pressures of it as well. Like, so it's, it's a, again, I think that the importance of having, that's all right, having, having these discussions like become like greater because of that, um, you know, and again, I think, um, like looking at the list of, of universities that you guys work with in the high schools, I mean, it's in the hundreds and, and I assume it's, it's becoming like kind of organic where people are now reaching out to you guys at this well, point. It was, it actually all started as organic. I mean, we had our first campus was at Duke with one of Morgan's old, um, teammates. She was like, she was very close with Morgan and she was like, you know what? I, I want to talk about this. Like, are you okay if I start like bringing Morgan's message to like a couple of girls on my team and stuff? And we we're like, actually, that's a really good idea. And so that's how the, our, you know, ambassador program or education program started. And then shortly after Anna Callahan was the teammate shortly after Morgan Alexander at Syracuse, reached out with the same exact thing and we're like okay this these are two students basically back to back and ever since then like morgan's message like we make it very clear we do not recruit we do not ask anybody to join it is all you know volunteers people who come to us and say hey i heard about your message whether it was from a friend or social media and they're like and i want i want to be able to talk about it too how can i start this at my campus so it's, it is all 100% just organic, just people coming up to us and wanting to spread it. And I mean, and it's, is that it's, the same with, with like, you have ambassadors at different universities, correct? Mm -hmm. And, and is that the same kind of situation where, you know, somebody will reach out and ask to be an ambassador? Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And then we, we send them to, our, we have an application yep. online just to make sure, I mean, it's just a couple little questions like why you want to get interested and stuff like that. But I mean, it, 100, like it's over, I think we're at almost 500. We might've hit over 500 campuses, but we have well over 900 
student ambassadors, like current active ambassadors. That's not even the ambassadors who have graduated from the last two years. Um, we do, do, you, do they stay, do some of them stay involved? Absolutely. Yeah. And we are just about to announce our quote ambassador at large program. It's for those ambassadors or for anybody, for coaches, for people who didn't know about Morgan's message until after college, after they graduated and they still want to talk about it. And so they, our at large program will be able to basically bring this ambassador program by like to their jobs, to their um, workout groups, whatever they want to bring it to, they can bring it outside of the college campus for those student athletes who are no longer athletes, for those who have graduated and which, which is, a, which is a, another struggle. Um, uh, when, uh, you know, that's something I have actually talked to a lot of, um, f- former athletes about, and, and I can talk about this on my own is like, when you quit playing, that identity is gone because, you know, as athletes, unfortunately, like that's what we're defined as we, you know, I think internally, I think all athletes know that they're more than what they do on the field or the court, but that's all that people kind of see. And, um, that's why I think, you know, Morgan is so interesting to me because of the relationship, like about what we do with the abstract athlete, this connection to a physical act and a, and a creative act, uh, you know, exercising the body, exercising the mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's what I've at, at VCU, like this is the class that I, or classes and hopefully it's becoming a program that I teach, you know, it is, it's this relationship with student athletes take the class, but also artists take the class and nurses take the class. And it's really cool because usually these people are not in the same space together. Um, and they're allowed to just be who they are. Like it's, there's no, you know, I'm not talking at them. Like there's always discussions going on in the class. It allows people that I think want to be creative, but they don't know how to go about it uh, or, you know, for lack of a better way to say it. And so like, that's what I always thought, you know, that first time, um, that Ash, which was my student, um, when we talked to your uncle and your mom, it, it was that relationship to the creative side as well. And, and, you know, I, I think, you know, like my, I wrote a couple quotes for it, um, the page, but it's, it is like, it's, you can actually see her brain working, you know, and how she was like digesting things. And I think it's just, it's one of those things that I think is just really cool. Um, like what was like your twins, you, you know, and curiosity, like, did you play sports growing up like as well? Like, were you an artist growing up? Obviously <laughs> I was, you were close. Obviously, Yes. I, I was more of a wannabe artist. Uh, <laughs> I, we're I all that <laughs> didn't have the skill, but I had the want for it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I was just like Morgan. I grew up playing I tried every sport that I could. I played lacrosse up until high school. And then I played field hockey. I ran track in high school. And, but then it was time, like my time was getting so split. So I actually rode horses. That was the one that I, the, my one sport that I stayed committed to. And I rode on my IHSA team in college. So I kept riding all through college. 
Um, but Morgan was much more, I mean, Morgan had a very different relationship to lacrosse that I had with horse, like with riding with equestrian, because when I got to the college level, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, maybe I'll try out. I'll, it's just the club team. If I don't make it, all right, I guess I'll pick up lacrosse again. It's fine. <laughs> but Morgan was much more like, this was her job. I mean, she started like sophomore year, you know, in the back of your mind looking because at that time, you know, it wasn't quote unquote legal, but I mean, everyone was keeping in their back of their mind looking like, okay, what schools do I want to go to? And so she, and she knew junior year where she was going to go. She knew, I remember we were at the beach when she, like the deadline, like the minute that coaches were legally allowed to speak to recruits, we were at the beach and she like locked herself in a room to wait for that phone call to start talking to coaches. Um, So it was very much like, this is what she's going to do. And she fell into that also, like, that's how she thought everybody viewed her. She was, she was Morgan, the athlete. Um, And it wasn't until she got injured that she had to go through surgery on her knee that she really had all this extra free time. And I think that's when she really started getting into her art. And I mean, it's intense. I I have no idea how she has that focus and like how her hand didn't cramp up or or probably did. But I mean, I have two pieces in my bedroom. One of them, it took her, I think six months to finish. And it's a huge canvas, like a four by five foot canvas or something. And it's tiny, tiny, (laughs) tiny little details, but it's all that like mental energy that she used to put towards lacrosse and everything that she would analyze on and off the field like all of that mental energy went into drawing because she just needed somewhere to put that outlet well and i i always say that like there there, you know one of the reasons or how this the abstract athlete came together my business partner and i were both athletes and and we're both creatives now and you know like i'm i'm on the fine art side and i'm a professor and he's a designer but we had total overlap you know, in, in terms of like a dwarfin rush or finding the flow and those, those relationships of kind of disappearing in that space. And, and so like, I, that's what, you know, like, again, when I was looking at her work a couple months ago and when, when, um, when Gary had asked me to, to write something, it was that kind of entering and like almost seeing her mind work and, and, and kind of, comparing not not to compare it to me but like understanding it on that level like where you do you like you you find this space you go into it and then it's two hours later and it's kind of like being in a game like because it's like second nature you know like you probably could experience that from riding horses like where you i assume you jumped right Mm -hmm. and you know it's it becomes like rhythm it becomes like repetition and that's what her work is like it becomes like this rhythm and repetition which like i can in my in my head i can compare that to practicing every day and blah 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 you know and so it it just it really validates these things that i think i think about personally about about like these relationships of of a creative endeavor and a physical endeavor and how they overlap and 
I think the benefit of both. I think they actually help one another. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's that muscle memory. I mean, you practice it over and over again and it does become second nature. Like whether it's, you know, activity A or activity B, you're still, your body's going through the, like the same processing motion. So. Yeah. What, like, so tell me, I know like you have a new, um, event, I believe uh, called Mo Madness tournament. Is that, that's new, like at least the, on the website, that's what I'm taking from it. Yes. Um, and that's coming up. So maybe like give some of the, you know, like the backstories of some of the things that are happening and maybe some of the things that are about ready to happen. Um, yeah, well, I'll just go ahead and start with Mo Madness then. It's going to be, it's a lacrosse tournament for girls on like in middle school. So the graduating years, and I can't remember right off the top of my head, but middle school. Um, excuse my dog in the background. If you can, mine, mine might start barking too. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I'm so sorry. You might be keep going. Anyway, um, Mo Madness. Yes, that's a lacrosse tournament that's going to be held for middle school girls at, in my hometown. Actually, so right after Morgan passed, there was this giant new sports complex that was being built about two miles from my house and we ended up uh donating a lot to that progress in order to have a lacrosse a turf a turf field not necessarily a lacrosse field just a turf field donated to morgan and on the sidelines it even has like mdr written on it and this was before we had Morgan's message because we have two hearts on the side, but now we probably would have put two butterflies, but there's this whole plaque right next to the field that tells like a bit about Morgan's story. It's got this beautiful, beautiful picture of her, but um, that sports complex is where this tournament is going to be held and, you know, a couple games, but definitely like the, the championship game is going to be held on that turf field. And it, Mo Manus is actually spearheaded by my aunt, but one of the reasons of why we thought like, hey, we should do this is because every summer, I mean, for years, not even summer, for throughout the school year also, Morgan would coach boys and girls lacrosse of all ages, whether they were, you know, in elementary, like third grade up until high school. She worked at our old high school, Highland um, as a assistant lacrosse coach there. Um, and I mean, she loved it. She, as far as I know, was a great <laughs> coach, but she loved when she couldn't be playing herself. She loved at least like helping others learn and grow in the sport. And so we were like, this is perfect. Like let's, let's host a tournament. And so my aunt, Sarah Lubby, she has been really spearheading that project. And we meant to have, the first tournament last year, but it was, you know, like two weeks before like a new COVID spike. Yeah. And so enough teams were like, mm, not really sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we had to push it back one year, but I mean, we are, we are thrilled. We have a bunch of t-shirts. We've got some pro athletes now who like have graduated now they're playing for their job and they, they're going to come out and they signed a couple shirts and, um, we're really, really excited because I feel like this is something that Morgan would have just been over the moon about. 
I mean, not only did Morgan get to coach some of these girls that are now older and now they're playing in, I mean, they'd be playing in the tournament, but I mean, it's just the fact that she just wanted like everybody just get out and go and enjoy the time. <laughs> and I mean, she lived for lacrosse tournaments in high school. So I think it's just a, another way to kind of honor Morgan and something that she would have definitely been 100% on board with. So have you, uh, you I love that first of all, like, um, and it just made me think about, um, her artwork and maybe I've actually talked to Gary about this. Uh, I think I actually have, have you ever, have, have you ever done like an exhibition of her work? Like, um, and, and cause I think that's something that, you know, we could collaborate on. Cause one of the things we do is we have either pop-up exhibitions or longer form exhibitions where we, you know, put up artwork of, of the athletes or veterans that we work with. And cause I think it's like, I love this for her, obviously her athletic side, but I, I think if you're interested, it's something that we, maybe we could talk about um, like showing her work and, and also promoting what you guys do, I think. Um, I mean, yeah, we can absolutely. That sounds really interesting. All of her artwork was, um, actually I have some of it posted there, but all of her canvases, she made like for somebody. Like she right. was like, I'm making something for Averly. I'm making something like, you know, my friend Claire, she would love this. So she made one for Claire and she, and on and on. We've never done something like that before outside of at her funeral. We printed off a whole bunch and at her funeral, we had them around, but no, we've never, I haven't thought about that. So I want to get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> See? I like that. No, I like that idea. No, I think <laughs> I, I want to say that I, I talked to Gary about this early on because one of the things that I think it does is it validates I mean, it sounds weird to say it like that, but it, it's like, look at what she did, you know, and it's, and it needs to, it needs to exist in, in the world, you know? And I, th I don't know. I think it's, it's, um, we, yeah, we'll, we'll just continue, continue talking about that. Cause well, I, I would love to do that. Yeah. And I mean, we, Morgan's message is constantly saying like, you're more than an athlete. Yep. You're more yep. than an athlete, more than an athlete. And that's. I say that all the time too. Yes. I mean, it, I mean, but it's, it's, I mean, it's some of it's self-inflicted wounds. I mean, I know like back then I, even though I was an artist in high school, um, I was still, I, I was an athlete. I mean, like I wouldn't talk to anybody about my art. I mean, I think that's a little bit, maybe more on the male side too. Like I had to be machismo. I couldn't like be vulnerable. And again, I think those things are changing, um, which is, it's really good to see, um, people, you know, like, again, like having these conversations where, you know, hopefully it changes the way we deal with people. Like, cause you know, that is that saying, it's like, you never know what somebody else is going through. And I always try to bring that to, you know, whether it's a student with anybody, because like, I don't know their history, nor do they know mine. And I think those things are like really important, like, because we don't know if somebody's struggling, like, 
even if they're acting happy all the time, you know, and, and, and those, those stigmas of like what we think, um, somebody, we just don't know what people are going through. And so I think, again, what you guys are doing, in my opinion, is, is kind of knocking down those walls to say it's okay to have these conversations. And so what are, what are some of the things besides like the Mo Madness tournament, which is obviously going to be a huge um, endeavor. Um, but like, what are some of the things that like you guys have on the, on the horizon, like just continuing to expand? One of our main goals to expand and we did some research, but then it had to take a backseat only because something else popped up. One of the things on the horizon that we would love, love, love to do is be able to provide um, almost like classes to coaches and the athletic staff. Basically just not only like informing them more about like the signs and symptoms, but also just saying like, hey, it's not, I, I understand, but it's not always healthy for you to say like, whatever you're dealing with outside, like leave it off the field. Like you're here to play sports. Um, it's not always that easy to do. So we would like to have coaches almost be, almost be certified for, um, how to handle, how to recognize and how to handle, um, mental health. I don't want to say crises, but, um, just having like the coaches and the athletic trainers just well aware that like, Hey, your students might be going through some stuff and they shouldn't be punished because of that. Um, are you saying, are you saying that a lot of universities are bringing on mental health, like, um, practitioners, workers to their, to their staffs? Have you, have you noticed any of that? Like, cause that's something that I've, been like some people have been telling me that actually universities are hiring, you know, mental health professionals now. I've, I've heard of a handful, not nearly as much as it should. And I actually got to speak to another school and their sports psychiatrist was on. And I, I asked him, I was like, do you feel like that you are not spread too thin? I guess that was a bad way to put it, but I was like, do you feel like you have enough colleagues to be able to take on all this stuff. And he point Blake said, he was like, if I could have like eight more of me, that would be ideal. Um, and so I've heard of a couple schools saying like, yeah, we used to have one, but now we have two. And like, that's great. And I'm like, that is great. That's great that you have two, but ideally it would be um, much more than that. Yep. And it's just, it's, I mean, that's not something that Morgan's message can do. Cause like we can't, fund the schools and stuff, but like that would be, but these classes was kind would kind of highlight the importance and have the athletic directors recognize like, okay, it is important to have more than, more than just one or two sports psychiatrists, like, and, and it should be not just sports psychiatrists. It should actually be like mental health counselors. Um, because also it's not uncommon for you to be able to, like, if you have the strength to recognize you know, I need to talk to somebody. I need help. You go in and you make an appointment. It's not uncommon for it to be about a month out 
you're like, well, I don't need a month out. I need like this week. And so just having, I mean, that's something that we would, these classes would bring it to the attention of the staff and then the staff can bring it and be like, Hey, we need to find the, the money for this. We need to have the funding for this. Like, this is important. Like, it's just, we, we have 30 athletic trainers and one psychiatrist that doesn't add up. Like we need to have. It's, it's, it's antiquated thinking still. I mean, it's that, you know, we, again, like I always say, we talk about exercising the body and we don't talk about exercising the mind. And it's just, it's just, it's just an old way of thinking. And like, are, are we moving forward? Yes. Like getting two people on staff compared to one. Yes. But I mean, there's just, it's an evolution. Like, again, like, I don't think it'll ever move faster, fast enough for what I think we would want it to be, or it needs to be, but at least it's starting to shift, I hope. Um, Real quick break. Make sure to go to Morgan's Message website, morgansmessage.org, and see all of the amazing things that they have going on. Also a reminder, do not forget to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Now, back to Aberly. It, but it's yeah it's just weird like it's it's been as an outside observer it's been interesting to um to kind of watch how things have shifted um in regards to people being vulnerable um and and allowing themselves to open up about their struggles and stuff and again i think you know, when, and again, I don't want to put this all on professional athletes or something, but I do think it's important when professional athletes start talking about it because I always say it allows people or, or gives other people permission to talk about it, you know, and I know that sounds bad because like, I don't want to elevate a professional athlete more than somebody else, but they are, you know, they're on a different plateau than most people. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it's inspiring when people see somebody like at that level, be like, okay, the pressures are even more intense. And the fact that they have the strength to to step up and say something and be like, no, I need like to prioritize my mental health. I think it's inspiring for the younger generations, like those who are still in high school and in college to be like, okay, they can do it, then I can definitely do it. Yep. Just, just on a personal note, but no, I, I, I hundred percent agree. Do you think like your, um, your degree is in behavioral, um, you're a behavioral therapist. Was that, was I'm that not- something that you were interested in before? Like, was that something you were already studying? Cause you work, do you work predominantly with autistic children? Do I you? do. Yes. Okay. I, I actually, my my major was in exercise science and i minored in psychology i my original plan was to go to uh, physician assistant school i actually got accepted the day that day that morgan died i actually got my first um 
interview invitation. And so, but so I got accepted, but then I just decided, you know, I'm not ready to go to school. I'm not ready. Like I'm not done with my healing. I'm so I just took a, I had to lost my deposit. I had to give up my seat, which at the end of the day, I was thrilled that I didn't go down that path. It's sad how I got there, but after I took, I took nine months off of work and just so I could fully feel and fully process losing my twin. And I mean, this was two months after I graduated college. So not only did I just start a brand new chapter of my life, now I have to process doing that without my sister, without my twin, with someone who I've shared almost every experience with. And so now I'm entering adulthood without my sister. And long story short, I ended up moving from that city to Greenville. I was finally ready, you know, new city. I think I thought I was healthy enough. I talked to my therapist, talked to my psychiatrist about it. They're like, yeah, I think you're, I think you're healthy enough to enter back in the workforce. And I just on a whim applied to work with kids. And then I ended up absolutely loving it. And two years later, and so yes, now I'm a behavioral therapist and it's, I mean, I I love it. It's not something I thought I was going to do, but I mean, now I can actually see that it's, it was a, a perfect fit for me. Like not again, really sad of the the path that got me here but it's just a field that like the I I can't really explain I just absolutely (laughs) love it it's something that I truly enjoy and I met my some of my best friends now here and it's it's great and the behavioral therapist part yeah now I've actually um worked I've done some stuff with an autistic or an autism um, center here in Richmond. We actually, the um, a gallery I show at here used to work with this where we, it would be like an art auction. So like I've actually toured the facility um, a couple times over here and just think, you know, that what they do is like, so, um, so important. And it's, it's actually, it's crazy to me, just the, the, the numbers of, of autism and how, they've just skyrocketed. Like, it's really like, it's, it, it's just, it's mind blowing to me. I think one of the things that I didn't even realize until, you know, a couple months in also was working with uh, kids with autism. A lot of the times, and again, this is just my experience. I'm not trying to say this goes everywhere, but um, the parents or the the people in their lives tend to like just see the actual behavior that they're doing. They don't take a moment to pause and be like, Hey, like what, what's going on? Like, why, why are you feeling this way? Like what, how are, how are you feeling? And what's it, let's talk about a better way that we can express that emotion. Um, So it kind of boils down to just having them like, and not, not 
all children are verbal. So, I mean, it's, you can't do this with everybody, but just trying to get to the, the function of their behavior. That's a, that's a big thing that we do in my field is just trying to get down. What's, what's the function of the behavior. And then let's see how we can find a better way to express like your need for that. So, and I think it kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, mental health. Like if someone so is- I was literally just going to ask you, like, do you, <laughs> do you find like a lot of overlap between this and, and working with Morgan's message? I, I do. And I think that that's kind of part of why it was such a perfect fit for me was just there, because there was a lot of overlap. And I mean, Morgan's message for me started as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Can't say that for all the founders, but for me, it was a coping mechanism. And so the fact that I got to then find a field that was very different, but at the same time had a lot of the core foundations and like, this is, I think that's what really helped me personally. Um, but I, and it's, it's eye-opening having some of like, you know, the new therapists that come on the team and be, and the family members and other, I mean, we work with the other types of therapy, like OT, speech, PT, and just, it's nice. The overlap again is like having the medical doctors, the sports psychiatrists, the athletic staff, we all have to work together because we are all here for that athlete, for that client, for that child. Um, Just to help them I'm trying to find the right words like help them process all all that is going on I guess mm-hmm. and so yeah for but there's a I've, it's not very bright it's not very clear but for me being being able to see both yeah I see a lot of overlap so no I mean just in the way that you were talking it it feels like there is definite relationship or relations that you can bring from both spaces to either space because of that, um, which just seems like it would be like really helpful in terms of um, dealing, that sounds strong, but like dealing with people, you know, whether, whether it's an autistic child or, or, you know, a student athlete and different stuff. And a lot of the times I found that the, the parents need it too, because, whether they're an only parent or the the mom and dad have different opinions on how to handle their child, it's it's nice to be able to validate. I've, I've found that the parents really appreciate it, like when they're validated or when their um, perspectives change or something. So it's not it's not just the child; like the the parents also get, you know, to take a deep breath also, which. Yeah. I mean, that's an extent, like that's a whole separate thing too, but it's true. Like it's absolutely, um, I don't know. I mean, it just, again, I just think the dialogue component of this is like such the most, the most important part because for, you know, it's, that's the starting point and being able to have conversations without them being blocked or, you know, however you want to say it. I just think that at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's like anything you have to start. And I think that the, finally these conversations are happening. So I, you know, one question I always ask people, and this will be like, probably, I don't know how I'm going to ask this question, but obviously Morgan was a very inspiring person. 
Um, and I think it, it, uh, you know, the fact that the message is getting out there, um, but who are like some of the people that, and I'll ask this as a, as a question for both of you, because again, you're twins, you were very close. Like who are some of the people that inspired you growing up? I mean, obviously like Morgan is inspiring to you. Um, and, and I think what is, again, like, you know, you've mentioned before, it's this, this obviously comes from a very sad place, but what her message is doing is, you know, removing stigma. It's, it's, you know, again, allowing these conversations to happen and, um, and so that it, and this sounds weird, but it has to be validating to like, to you to like, understand that she like did have such a, and she was inspiring and, and continues to be inspiring, I guess is a way to say it, but maybe some of the people that in, inspired you guys growing up and, and maybe even still now. Um, I, I can't personally say who Morgan was inspired by. I think just from the outside looking in, I think she was definitely inspired inspired by like the you know the the general the general college athlete the general you know d1 athlete because from my hometown is teeny tiny um maybe like one or two percent actually ended up playing a d1 sport a lot a lot of kids from my town ended up going to play you know, college sports, but, and, but I think she, she, she was inspired by those outside of our initial community. I mean, her travel team, she would drive 45 minutes an hour to practice for it. And so I think she was inspired by, you know, her, her two coaches who played college lacrosse. I can't remember one, one played at, at Virginia tech. And I think she was, again, I, can't really speak so much for her for me again kind of same I can't speak to one specific person I was more inspired by by personality traits that I saw um just inspired by somebody who was able to in a sense like not really care what others think like they're gonna do what they want um and now, now I'm truly inspired by those who can speak up and those who can show, like, help with their actions and not just help with their words. Well, help with words. That's, that's not what I mean to say. I personally am inspired by those who, who take action, I guess. Those who don't just, you know, talk about doing stuff don't just talk about change but actually take the steps to better themselves to help themselves like every time that I hear about another student athlete that said you know what I got this I finally have the strength to you know reach out for a therapist that inspires me because it's it's refreshing being around all of these college athletes to just kind of remind myself, kind of like practice what I preach, like put myself first. And so I am inspired by every, everybody who says, you know, I need a, I need a mental health week. 
I love that because it's a reminder to myself, check in, check in with yourself. Do you need that too? Nope, you're good. Okay, move on. Um, and I mean, it goes without saying, like my my parents and my grandparents are true inspirations. Um, my grandparents, they started a company from the ground up and they're living their best lives right now that my grandmother does whatever business she wants to. She's <laughs> about two years and then she's like, I'm done, move on. <laughs> um that's inspiring right there that's great it's it's amazing i mean the woman has been in like 12 different industries just because of it um but like the strength of my mom to be able to turn quite literally all of her pain from losing her daughter into something so that she's so passionate about now I mean, like, how could I not be inspired? But I mean, that's exactly like she's she is our leader. Donna is our leader. And it's inspiring to see her. We have to tell her all the time, you know, you're taking on too much. Step away from the computer. <laughs> but it's inspiring that she's like, no, like, I, I want to be there for. For all those student athletes. Yep. So. No, no, I think, again, like you can actually I think I've met her twice, I think. Um, and she does, she has like a very contagious energy about her and, and a love of what I think that you guys are doing. Um, and so I think you're right. I think that again, like that, that outward kind of like, you know, she becomes like a mom to more than just the immediate family, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's. I think that's just really important to have people like that in, in your life. And she's obviously your mom, but, 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 that, <laughs> but to be able to see like somebody that, that people can gravitate towards, I think it's, it is like an inspiring um, thing to witness. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, Claire, Megan and Kat, the three other uh, direct board members right now. I mean, yep. we all call her mom. Like she, she is her mom. <laughs> so, no, that's, I, I, that's, I think that that stuff like that is really, I'm like looking at the, the, the other people. Um, but like, what is, what is, um, what's like the vision for, for the future of Morgan's message? Like, um, like where do you see it going? Just out of, out of curiosity. I mean, cause you're going to be obviously doing, you know, feet in both doors, I assume, like with, with, you know, working with, with children with autism and, and doing this as well. Like, d is there merging in the future? Like, is, is it become a bigger, broader focus? Um, like, do you, I mean, do you have maybe not know yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess like, like that big, I mean, I mean, that would be great. That would be amazing if, I mean, we somehow, like we have, collaborations with other you know small smaller startups that are that are coming up but I mean we've collabed with the hidden opponent we fully support and are in communication with you know Holinsky's Hope and the Madison Holleran Foundation um my personal goal would for us to have like a true collaboration with the NCAA yep. so but I, I don't know. I mean, we love the growth 
it's gets hard to manage, but then, you know, we, we add somebody more to our staff to help us manage it. And, um, I guess, I don't know. Well, we love the group. We just want to just keep seeing it going. And then, you know, every, everything that's happened so far, we're just like, all right, how are we going to handle this? Handle it, move on. But then something else gets thrown at us. Yeah. And I think ideally I would just love to just keep doing that. I mean, I know eventually I'm, I'm going to have to be doing Morgan's message full time because it's a lot doing both right now. I, it's a lot. I know but the I feeling. No, I, I, people always ask me personally, it's like, how you doing? And it's like, I'm awesome. I'm busy beyond my wildest dreams, but it's all good busy. Um, and that's what I think that what you're doing, like you're just doing such important work. Like it does become overwhelming probably sometimes, but just to know that you love what you're doing is such a, I mean, that's winning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I, you know, like I, again, I just appreciate you guys, um, you know, like being able to talk to you and meeting you. Um, and you know, like, again, the, the overlap that we've had, um, with, you know, again, my student, one of my students reaching out, um, and, and connecting with, with Gary and Donna and, um, and just having these discussions and just to keep pushing forward. And I, like, I do think that, um, there are some things that I would love to, to collaborate on in the future, whether it's again, like getting one of Morgan's works and, and showing it, um, uh, we're getting ready to release some product. I think maybe there's potential, potential product things that we could do. And also like, um, we, we got a, uh, some land out in Montana that we're planning on building an artist athlete residency that I think would maybe be interesting, um, in terms of collaboration and, in terms of, um, you know, like maybe having a mental health workshop out there or, you know, whatever, you know, I'm just spitballing, but like, I just think those things, um, are out there for us to like, uh, investigate. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I want to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, that sounds amazing. I would love that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, thank you. Like, uh, I'll, um, I'll get this out in a couple weeks. Like I said, any, uh, if you have, do you have any friends that are musicians that would want to donate a song? If you don't, I'll write some, what kind of music do you like? How about that? Uh, <laughs> it's like, always like, the hardest like, question like, of the like, interview. Like, <laughs> you like what? I like, uh, country, okay. I guess. I, I like a little bit of, a little bit of everything, but. Um. Okay. I'll try to write something in a country style. So. <laughs> sorry it's very difficult for my hard rock self so well and, you know what? I, there you I'm go sorry. i like that too that works too <laughs> maybe i'll use one of my songs then we'll just we'll see Perfect. it'll be a surprise but but no thank you and like i said um i'd love to get on a, another call with with all of you um and again just kind of um brainstorm some stuff and um and and keep plowing forward but again i you know I just thank you for what you guys are doing. And, um, um, I think it, it, you know, again, me working with, with a lot of student athletes here, it, it, it makes an impact. So, and I think, well, absolutely. And I mean, thank you for what you're doing too. I mean, every, everybody talking about it is getting us towards the, the goal. So yep. yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And thank you for having me.
on. Absolutely. No, it was awesome. So, um, but we'll, yeah, let's, let's catch up uh, sometime soon. I'll, I'll reach out here when I maybe get back from my, my travels um, driving around the West. Yeehaw. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to. So, um, but yeah, I'll like, I'll send you some, um, some imagery and some uh, video snippets for, uh, for social media. Great. Thank you. Have a great day. so much appreciate Aberly for coming on the podcast today really think what she and all involved with Morgan's message what they are doing has so much importance and in, it's just impactful they are truly affecting human beings lives in dramatic ways I, I just really want to say thank you um, for, for all that they're doing I really look forward to collaborating in the future again make sure to stop by Morgan's message message website that's morgansmessage.org and engage in all of the great things that they are doing remember to listen to the two other podcasts we have on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors podcast and one man's ethos the tony mandridge podcast thank you for listening to the abstract athlete podcast stop by our website theabstractathlete.com and our social media outlets for future events and news Thanks again. That is actually a wrap on season six. So we will see you soon after a short break. But as always, do not forget to exercise the body. and Do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Yeah, I'm